Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner. I hope I'm finding you very, very well. Now, many of you who have been regular listeners for a while will know two things. One, I attempted to make yoga part of my daily routine during 26 Habits. And two, even though I did, I didn't keep it up. And I feel an element of frustration at being someone who isn't all that yoga-y. <laughs> I know that isn't a real word. Bear with me. Because I know the benefits are huge, not just on the body, but on the mind. It's not a physical or mental practice that needs to cost you anything to do. All you have to do is give it your time. And that's why I think I feel so frustrated, because it shouldn't feel like a mountain that you climb. But every time I get on the mat, I feel like I'm bad at the back at the bottom staring up at the summit. So there are obviously some mental blocks there that I need to work on in my own time. But in terms of this podcast, it's been my want for a while to have someone who lives the yoga life, but doesn't live the yoga life, if you know what I mean. Someone who isn't constantly in yoga gear and leisure wear, looking as if they're leaving one class to go to the next whilst holding a vegan muffin. Someone who does yoga, doesn't bang on about it all the time, but knows what they're talking about. <clears throat> well, Talk about manifestation, because Kirsty Rayner came into my life last year via friend of the show Jules Von Hepp, and she has become a dear friend too, but also someone who impresses me every single time I spend time with her. And the way she talks about yoga, as a yoga teacher herself, the people she teaches, her own practice, all of it, resonates with me personally. So I wanted to bring her on the show because I have a feeling you might feel the same way about her. I hope you do. In this episode, we talk about, well, we go right back to the beginning, actually. We talk about how Kirsty went from a fast-paced life in media, um, doing intense physical training, to doing her yoga teacher training in Hawaii, the mental and physical benefits of yoga that she sees every single day, not only in herself, but in the people that she teaches, which includes adults and children, her YouTube channel and her website, Burn Strength Yoga, and why you don't have to be someone who trots around in leisure wear with a mat under your arm to be good at yoga. So here she is. I'm so pleased to bring her to the Emma Gunn Show. It's Kirsty Rayner, Burn Strength Yoga, here for your enjoyment. Well, I've been wanting to get someone on the show for a while yeah. to talk about yoga yeah. because on the one hand, it's a very personal, private thing mm -hmm. when one does yoga. Absolutely. Because it's yeah. a mind and body connection. Yes, yeah. And that's a very singular mm -hmm. activity and pursuit. 
But obviously yoga's become quite fashionable and yeah. we're hearing more and more about it. I feel like yoga's almost become like competitive yoga on Instagram with people mm. doing shoulder stands. So mm-hmm. my desire was to get somebody on who actually lives it. Mm-hmm. And you are not a preachy yoga person. No. Because the last time I saw you <laughs> <laughs> was at a bar. <laughs> yeah, I Where think we went we through the cocktail menu. Trying to work out which was the strongest, <laughs> actually, and go by that. So yeah, I mean... <laughs> So I'm I'm delighted to have you on because you're sort of unconventionally mm-hmm. very yoga esque. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that makes sense. I like that actually. Yeah. And I I want to unpick your perspective on yoga because your journey with yoga. Yeah. Would you describe it as a journey? I definitely would, um, because I'm the same as a lot of people. I had preconceptions, you mm. know, and I thought you if you'd go into a yoga class, oh God, I don't want to go there. They're going to be like going to be like a cult of people mm-hmm. and I I had to do yoga because of a shoulder injury that I had I had shoulder surgery and I was having um I had six months of physio in my left arm because I had loads of tendon damage yeah and I was like How 23 oh right this is such a weird story I already like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone's hooked um but I had um basically a cervical rib which is at the top of your ribcage that goes across almost behind your collarbone. And it had an artery wrapped around it that went into my heart. <laughs> I know. Quite. I, I know. So I had surgery to remove the bone. Um, but because it was there's just so much clockwork in that area, you mm. know, and it just I had so much tendon damage down my left arm as a result of it. Um and yeah, like I had no strength in this arm. I couldn't even straighten my arm. It was the weirdest thing, actually. Looking back now, I think it's quite a traumatic experience. Mm. Um, but almost because I like ignorance is bliss, isn't it, in a way. And I didn't yeah. really know that much about it. And I didn't know it was going to be that long of a recovery that I was like, yeah, like it's fine. I'll be fine. I'll be back <laughs> to work. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll be out next weekend. And I was like, I actually can't move. Mm. So, yeah. So then after having physio, um, it got a lot of the movement back, but just no strength. And I'm left-handed and it was in my left side. Oh, man. I know. So, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, thank God for computers, you know. Otherwise, yeah. you had to try and write everything out. I wish It was just, it was so bad. So the physio said to me, why don't you go and try, go to a yoga class? She's like, it's going to help you build strength. Also mentally, because mm. I was getting quite disheartened and quite down. Um, this is like over, te- oh, well, nearly nearly 11 years ago now. God. Anyway, it was a while ago. You're still young, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holding on to my youth. Um, but when I went, I, I mean, I was the worst person in the yoga class. I was appalling. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't hold down dog or anything for, I mean, more than half a second. Like I had no strength whatsoever. And I signed up for this 30 day like pass, you know, you get unlimited yeah. for 30 days. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go and I'll see. And after session one, I'm like, great. I've just signed up and I absolutely hate it. But actually like when I left, there was this feeling like my mind was like clear and I slept really well. And I remember I woke up the next day and I was like, wow, like I haven't felt like that since before the operation. And I thought there's got to be something in it. So I just kept going back and oh, I mean, it built up all my strength in my arm. Um, but it was the feeling that I got addicted to. Mm. That's just when I fell in love with it. It mm. was so much more than the physical. I mean, the physical is incredible what it does for your body. But like emotionally and mentally, I left and 
you know, we call it like the yoga high, where I was just like wandering around the streets. Like I feel amazing. I feel, my mind feels clear. And that's, yeah, that was it. That's why I fell in love with it. And so did that 30 day pass, did you use all 30 days? And Pretty much. I think I had two days off. I was honestly addicted. Oh my goodness. So, but the next morning, I mean, I felt pain in muscles mm. that I didn't even know existed. Um, but I just, I was just obsessed with this feeling. I wanted to have that feeling again. Mm. You know? See, I listened to that <clears throat> and I, that's what I want. Yeah. But I'm the person who has been to, I've walked out of a yoga class. No way. Yeah. Because it was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I was with Katie Young. uh, I don't know if you know her, but she's the beauty director at Harper's Bazaar. And she was like, dude, don't be so extra. And I was like, (laughs) leaving. (laughs) She's like in warrior pose. And she's like, dude. Um, But I just got into, I was in my head too much. Yeah, right. And so one of the things I really want to ask you about Uh is, you must have that because you now teach. And Mm -hmm. we're going to go on to your journey. Mm -hmm. But I want to leapfrog forward a little bit because I want to, speak to the people listening to this podcast who might have walked out of a yoga class mm. or have tried it and thought not for me mm. if you don't get that high instantly if mm-hmm. you don't if it doesn't connect mm-hmm. which you must see yeah. what do you say to people to kind of say to coax them in because yeah. the, and the, do they eventually experience what you're talking about it's such a that is a really amazing question um i've se- yeah i've seen it on on the scale you know um i've seen people who have lasted maybe three minutes in a meditation with me um, and walked out. And I've seen people get so stressed in mm. a class because they're not keeping up or they're not doing this right or they don't look this and they automatically walk in and already apologize for themselves. And they'll say, I'm not very flexible or strong or this is my class, I'm really rubbish. And I'm like, but you haven't even walked in yet. Mm. You know, walk in with the frame of mind that like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a go. I'm gonna see how I feel and then go from there. And it really, really depends on your teacher. You know, every single style of yoga is completely different. And then it's interpreted again by the teacher. Mm. You know, so if you're not connecting in that class, maybe please don't give up. Like, go and try another one. Go and try a different teacher. Maybe the time of day as well. Maybe if you were doing it in the morning, actually, that just doesn't work for you. Mm. Or maybe it's, I don't know, you've had a really stressful week. And you know what? I need to go boxing rather than do yoga. It's mm. every day is completely different. Um so try not to walk out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay with it and find find a teacher who cues your breath would be my advice. That is, I mean, that's my style of the way that I teach is I cues tell your breath. Yeah, like every inhale and exhale for the whole hour. I tell you. Oh my good, that's <laughs> a, that's brilliant. Okay, yeah. Continue. <laughs> Even when I'm teaching, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I need to breathe. <laughs> I'm forgetting to breathe myself for the whole hour. So you have nothing else to think about. And I say, you know, even if you stay laying on your back or in a child's pose for the whole hour, but you breathe, mm-hmm. you will have that feeling. Mm. It's all in the breath. If you're walking in stressed and the stressful music and the teacher's not really engaging with you and it's busy and it's this, and you see all these people at the front who go in their same places at mm. the front every week, maybe that's not the class for you, you mm. know? Go and try something different. Come to me, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> so, okay, you said something really interesting there about the yeah, breath. Yeah. So I think... I would say yoga is quite physical. Yes. And obviously there is a physical element to it. Yeah. But is it underpinned? Is the first part of it 
could you just be doing yoga if I'm sitting in this chair just concentrating on my breathing? Yeah, absolutely. That That is what it is about. The postures, you know, when we look, I guess, at the philosophy of yoga are like 25% of yoga. Mm. Um, and people don't realize that. I think because it's been westernized and we've got all of this like power yoga mm. and which don't get me wrong, I love. Sometimes mm. I love a power yoga session. Um, but equally, I love yin yoga and I love restorative yoga and I love meditation mm. and it's about the feeling and how you're feeling that day. So always trying to remember that you're completely different how you feel. Mm. You're gonna want a different practice every day and you need to wake up and think about that and try and work out what it is you need that day. If it's just you need to sit and breathe, that's absolutely fine. If you need to move your body with your breath, that's absolutely fine as well. It's Mm. finding what works for you and not being told and not feeling that you need to go to power yoga you know there's a lot of elitism maybe Mm. in yoga that I see even as a teacher and I think how off-putting to people Mm. you know this this thing if you do not go by this teacher and do not go to this class at at this school and oh why do this and there's like a yoga click like even in London I'm like oh well that's not what it's about yeah yeah (laughs) so it's normal it's really normal to feel like that yeah um, so let's go back. We, yes. Let's go back. So <laughs> you had your shoulder injury. Yes. Now you had a glamorous job. <laughs> I did. When, <laughs> when did the um, 30 day pass. Yes. W- doing your 30 day pass in and around a full time job. Yeah. Turn into I now need to make this my the focus of my life. Yeah. And how I put a roof over my head. Well, well there's that as well. <laughs> yeah. <isn't> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I finished that when I was 23 and I was working in media. Um, and what were you doing in media? I worked for a stylist magazine. I know it well. (laughs) Have you heard of it on this podcast? (laughs) I'm sure many listeners Um, have. Oh my goodness, which was incredible. What, I mean, that company is so dear to my heart still. You know, I've got so many good friends. Mm. I grew up there really, you know, it's weird, isn't it? Um, But when I was working there, I mean, the trend for fitness had just kind of started. Mm. You know, there was lots of yoga studios, but I remember the first Barry's Bootcamp opened and that was the first, yeah. Yeah. And that was the first boutique studio in London. Mm. Um, And it was in Euston, it was nearby. And I remember they invited a few people from Stylist down and me and yes, Sam Flowers. Yes. Yeah, we would go all the time together. And I got addicted. And I, I like, I mean, I would go ev- nearly every day, which was a bit, say, a bit too addicted to it, mm. perhaps unhealthily. But I mean, I just loved it. Again, it was the feeling. And mm. then I would do yoga at the weekends or I'd do yoga in an evening. And I was just, there was almost like an epiphany like, I can control my mood of my life through exercise, through yoga that is changing everything else that I'm doing in my life. You know, my job was, wasn't like crazy stressful, but there were times when it was, and obviously I was still quite young and it was a lot to kind of take on. It was a new magazine. There was so much pressure on us, obviously to make it succeed Mm. and make it successful. Um, But yoga again and exercise and this, this high that I could give myself was what I got addicted to. And then I started to practice with more people and kind of build up almost like a little community. You know, we had, I mean, did we have WhatsApp then? I don't even, oh <laughs> this is tragic, isn't it? I'm not even yeah. sure. I think we emailed. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even remember when WhatsApp happened. I, I know, can't live and now it. I can't live without <laughs> it. It's tragic, isn't it? Um, and I just remember we would we would meet up, we would go for yoga and then brunch. 
or like you know whatever yoga and then wine let's get real it was wine a lot <laughs> um but it was kind of these people that were i was around that were seeing on this journey and we all just started to think there's actually a lot more to this mm. and then yoga became you know half of my life i i worked i went out <laughs> and i did yoga and i could be, when i was about 26 i thought to myself i i I can see this. There's something in this. Mm. Like, this is a passion for me now. This isn't just a hobby. I am, you know, I'm trying to get my parents into it. Anybody I meet, I try, I drag them along um, to yoga classes and different teachers. And I I just started to fall in love with it completely. The philosophy of it, everything. And then I decided, I remember I was 26. And I was like, right, I'm going to save up to do my yoga teacher training which isn't cheap. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, anything that I can save every month, I'm gonna put away, and then hopefully I'll be able to head off soon. And then when I was 29, I left my job, and I went to Hawaii for a month to do my yoga teacher training. It was in January as well, so I was like, <laughs> bye London. It, so but we're talking about six years. Six years, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, my arm feels better. <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii, people. I'm going to teach now. <laughs> no, 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 and also, I. Again, you know, this comes from a bit of like insecurity, I guess. Mm. I wanted to feel like I was really good enough to teach. Right. Which isn't necessarily, now I look back and think, oh, that doesn't matter. It's your philosophy and your ethos that mm. matters more than if you can do a headstand. It doesn't even come into it anymore. But at the time, I was obviously younger and I thought, oh, I need to be able to do everything before I go on my teacher training. So, I know. <laughs> Now I can't do everything. <laughs> let's let's just clear that up. <laughs> so what was um why why Hawaii? So there was a teacher that I really wanted to go and train with, and also I wanted to immerse myself somewhere else mm. that I hadn't been to. Um, I'd spent quite a lot of time in India before, and I'd been to ashrams and done a lot of yoga there. And I thought I just need a new challenge, something that's completely different. I had no social media, no coffee, no meat, and no <laughs> alcohol for a month. I was like, I'm gonna be the perfect yogi. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> I was in Hawaii, like I need wine. But I did it, yeah. I need fun. conditioner <laughs> and a white tooth comb. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but it was absolutely incredible. It, you know, don't get me wrong, like, teacher training is hard. Mm. You get up every day at 5.30, had a two-hour practice every single day in the morning. Um, philosophy, obviously, one-on-one -on -one teaching, learning all about, I mean, anatomy I love. Mm. I became obsessed with learning about that. Um, obviously, from what had happened to me with my shoulder, yeah. I just found it fascinating. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, it was great fun. I mean, the peak of it was 10 hours of yoga in one day. Wow. <laughs> I remember by week three, I was like, I can't walk anymore. I looked like I was about 74. <laughs> like, surely I'm supposed to leave all like zen and stretched and long, not like hunched up. <laughs> Holding onto my hip. <laughs> because that's the thing, is 10 hours of practice, it's believable because you can yeah. work different parts of the body. And I, yeah. um, when I was working at Red Magazine, I would go to this amazing yin yoga class and it yeah. was on a Thursday lunchtime. Nice. And one of the reasons I love it, I love yin anyway. Yeah. I'm quite... I'm I'm flexible but also a bit stiff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like like all of us, I like think. Like all of us, yeah. yeah. Um and this amazing teacher called Cal um used to basically once you when you're in a position would say this is opening up the meridian that's letting out stress yeah. in your liver, which is like and kidneys. And I really enjoyed the fact that I was being walked through mm. what could be happening within mm -hmm. my body. So when you talk about anatomy, mm. it's not just ten hours on the mat every day. Like you're learning about 
these poses and the mm. impact that they have mm-hmm. on your internal organs and your yep. skeletal structure. Absolutely, yeah. And I and I make a point of teaching that in every class as well because um, people can get really stressed about what they look like. Mm. So I really try and get them to tap into how it feels. Like close your eyes and just and just notice how your body feels. I'm going to adjust you, but close your eyes so you can feel what it feels like to be in the right alignment. And talking about you know. Um, what a really big one for a lot of people is wheel, like wheel pose. It's like crab when you're at school, basically. You know, when oh, right, you, yeah. yeah like I know, if you say crab, crab at school, yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some people can't get in that because <clears throat> of they've got bone to bone compression mm. in their shoulders and in their mm. rotator cuff, and it's nothing to do with flexibility. So I make a real, real point of trying to push that message out in mm. all of my classes, and it kind of relaxes, especially a lot of men, because they're built so differently to women, mm. and they look at the woman next to them, and they think, oh, I can't do that, and they get really disheartened. I'm like, but you've got the strength that maybe they don't have. You know, everyone's got something, mm. and it's just, it's just trying to find that and find what works for you. Maybe being cued on breath isn't what you need. You've got your breath down. Maybe you need more of an anatomy-focused class, mm. or, or maybe you need more of a spiritual class that's... I, I mean, I I could just talk for hours about well, this. So, well, breaking that down. <laughs> yeah. So, if if you're going to yoga, and yeah. the reason for the yoga is having a spiritual yes uh, experience. Yeah. What kind of classes should you choose, and what do they do they look different from? Yeah. Or is it the head that you, the oh, headspace that you take going in? Or I mean, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, one thing I can recommend is a, is a gong bath. Have you ever had one? A what now? <laughs> Everyone's like, mm. I've <laughs> heard of these. These are sound bars, aren't oh, they? Oh my! Honestly, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I mean, you can go there and arrange like this, like makeshift bed. So you've got the bolsters, blankets, mm. eye pillows, everything. Basically, just lay down, dim lights, and they. Yeah, it's it's a sound bath. So they're ringing like symbols and think it vibrates through the floor into your body. I mean, it made, it made me cry. But it, they're, they're incredible. If you're really looking for something spiritual, mm. I would say have a go at one of those if you haven't before. Don't think it's strange. It's mm. not. If your emotions come up, that's an amazing thing. If they don't, also that's an amazing thing. You're relaxing in a room. You might live in London and it's just, it's wild. So why mm. not go and spend an hour just in a room relaxing? Yeah. Um, well, actually, to that point, like yeah. um, if it throws off emotions, that's what talking therapy does. Right, exactly. So yeah. it's it's a different mm-hmm. kind of, it's a different way of yeah. eking yeah. those thoughts and feelings to the surface so maybe you can process them. Yeah, and I, I talk about this a lot as well. I talk about confidence and how you can't really be a fully confident person if you don't accept all of your emotions anyway. So even if you do feel down, well, that's just part of you. Mm. You know, you can't have the highs without the lows. It's the... It's the dual energy, isn't it? Masculine and feminine and yin and yang. You need both to be a balanced person. I am always, sorry to say it, but I am always quite suspicious of people who when you see them like, great, everything's great, and they never show a crack. don't, honestly. I, well, in my industry, there's a lot of this at the moment. A lot of (laughs) this PMA and yeah, we're amazing. And it's unrealistic. It's elitist and it isolates people. It mm. makes them feel, well, I don't feel like that all the time. So maybe something's wrong with me. Mm. And no, like you're just a normal person. Some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, my, <laughs> how am I going to be positive today? And then, you know, you snap out of it. But it's normal. Mm. Like, yeah. No, you're right. I hadn't really thought about that. The fact that it could actually be quite alienating oh, yeah. to be around people who are constantly like, we'll, we'll never... I'm not saying one should wallow, and as a former wallower, mm. I, I don't think there's any value in it. But what I like to do now is micro-wallowing. 
We had all the new phrases on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> no, it literally just came to me. I micro wallow where actually wallowing for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. allows me to, um, I can then go, right, I don't like feeling like this. And it motivates me and mm-hmm. then I come out of it. And actually I use it as a source of like nitrous, if you're thinking mm-hmm. fast and furious, to motivate me. Right, do you know what? I'm going to do that today because mm-hmm. I've been scared to do because... I'll feel like this again tomorrow if I don't push myself. I love that. I think that's that's actually really smart. I used to say this to one of my friends. My friend was going through um, a really difficult time, real heart heartache, you know, and I said, set a timer for yourself. You're allowed to cry for 15 minutes mm. and then you have to go and do something else. Even if that's just go and watch TV or go yeah. and have a shower, like allow yourself to be sad, but then you have to like just let yourself relax and go and do something else. Mm. Um, otherwise, you can easily get into a downward spiral, and we've all been there. Believe me, mm. I've been there, and it's and it's difficult, and you can't see the wood for the trees, and you don't know how to get out. Yeah. If you ever feel like that as well, you know, come to yoga. <laughs> like always, I'm telling you now, it has healing powers. I don't disbelieve you, but I'm coming at you, and I can't even look you in the eye as I say this, <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I'm going to try. <laughs> I know that it's good for me, and when I do it repeatedly, yeah. I enjoy the benefits, mm. and I note the benefits, mm. but I sometimes I worry because I am, my mind moves quite quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm an overthinker. Mm. So for me, the challenge isn't the yoga session ever. Mm. It's getting on the mat that I really struggle with because I can unfurl the mat and I can maybe even like kneel on it. Uh But then I go and remember I should really do that thing or my mind's not really focused. So I, the thing, and I would really love your insight on this. Like in the same way, I think I might even be answering my own question in the moment, but in the same way as you have like a pre-going to bed ritual, yeah, is is it like worth doing a pre-yoga ritual so that you don't jolt yourself out of yeah. that place? Uh, that's again such a good question. You are you have great questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's completely normal, mm-hmm. actually. So many people come to class and they oh, it's so difficult to get here and my mind's not right. I'm like, but you're here. Mm. Like that is definitely the hardest bit. Like you always say. Um, I would say it become you need to make it become a habit. Mm. So your habits. <laughs> Here's another one for you. <laughs> well, it was one, and I did do it for the yeah, two weeks, and I loved it. I but have I kept it up? No, I haven't. But you know what? It's that's normal as well. Like it comes and goes for everyone. Um, so I would always say this is this is really strange. But when you get up in the morning, don't put a big light on. Big light. I'm so northern. Don't put the big light on. <laughs> God, I'm turning into my mother. You have an international audience <laughs> and you are you are hearing this is north and south today. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> um, you know, have soft lighting. So you're waking yourself up really, really slowly. Um, have a glass of water that immediately gives you energy. Does it though? Yeah, it's just because if you think of you're being dehydrated all night, aren't you? Mm. I drink a pint of water. It's the first thing I drink in the morning and it just energizes me. Like before I have a coffee, hydrate before you caffeinate. Mm, <laughs> I know it's hard. No, <laughs> hey, I know it's hard. This morning I had to have a coffee. It was an early morning, but most of the time. So I have like a really small light on, um, a big glass of water and I just get on my mat, but it's whatever it feels that mm. day. So it might be just sitting and breathing. It might be five minutes. It might be, oh no, I need to move my body today. I've got energy. Let's get this going. Mm. You know, and even having, remembering how you need to feel in the morning. So you want to be energized. So anything where your head is below your heart gives you energy. 
So a nice, even just standing in a forward fold, mm. you know, ragdoll, grabbing hold of your elbows, rocking from side to side, maybe a down dog, even a child's pose, mm. already giving yourself that energy in the morning. And it maybe don't think that you need to sit there and have YouTube on because maybe opening up a mm. laptop is already getting your brain thinking, oh, well, maybe I should be on my yeah. emails actually. Just move how you feel. Yoga's yeah. about the feeling. So listen to your body, close your eyes, put some music on. Oh, put some music on and just move and just wait. Put it on shuffle and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I go wild. <laughs> but you never know and every day is different. And if you're doing that with like a little lamp on or even in the mm. dark, it's just... Yoga is your interpretation of what feels good for you. Yeah, because I even this week, at the weekend, I was, my brain was saying yoga, yoga, yeah. yoga in the morning. So, so I was like, right, I'm going to do a sun salutation. Nice. They are really hard. Oh, they. I, I know they so are. <laughs> like, also, I was just doing it from like the diagram on Google Images. Yeah. Oh, Other search engines yeah. are available, but <laughs> I was just. I don't know. I almost love saying that. Um, but I. A, it's hard to follow, and exactly what coming back to what you said earlier about the breathing, mm. you can do a sun salutation. You can follow the picture on Google, but actually, there is a a breath that goes with every movement. Yeah. And if you don't understand, like if you did a sun salutation and uh, you weren't breathing in the right sequence, uh, is it just not working as well? I always just this. I mean, this could be the one takeaway tip from all my waffle <laughs> is um, <laughs> whenever you're moving upwards, try and inhale, and whenever mm. you're going back down to the mat, try and exhale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you're forward folding, you're pushing the air out. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to inhale while you're in a for forward fold, there's no space, mm. is there? You know, and when you stand up, you want to fill the chest, fill the belly, loads of space. So try and just have that in mind. Mm. And if you get it wrong a bit, it doesn't matter. But yeah, if you're moving upwards and inhaling, you're going to give yourself more energy. I didn't, that is an amazing tip. Aww. If you're moving up, Aww. breathe in. Yeah. If you're moving down, breathe out. Yeah. I'd never ever thought of that. Yeah. That is really, really good. Yeah, and often when you're moving down towards the mats as well, you need to engage your core. Mm. So with the breath out, you can really push, like use your diaphragm to push the breath out, engage the core. Lift the pelvic floor. Nailed it in one move. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things to do in one second. Well, that's another thing. And I, I wonder if there are people listening to this who maybe feel, have a similar experience with yoga mm. that I do and that there's a lot of want there. But mm. then when I'm doing it, I don't feel like I'm doing it right. Mm. And then I sometimes, and then I think, I don't want to do do it 10 times wrong. I want to do it one time well. Mm -hmm. And again, Katie at that class where I walked yeah. out afterwards, Aww. she was like, well, you know that you're not supposed to be perfect at yoga on like your second class. <laughs> like actually you're in the learning bit yeah. now. So you're being very, very hard on yourself. Mm. Is it, is there in a certain amount of time that you're bad at yoga? Well, you know, no one's bad at yoga, yeah. you know, and it's called a yoga practice. So it's a lifelong practice. Mm. You know, you're never, what is perfect? And I blame social media. Oh, don't get me started. There's so many things wrong. But, you know, in terms of, all, you see a lot of, almost ex-gymnasts now doing yoga which is in yeah. you know in this uh, I mean they look beautiful but like in these handstands doing this do that isn't necessarily mm. yoga it's about the feeling for you that you can create for yourself with your your breath your soul your mind your body in that moment that's mm. all it is so please don't have like preconceptions 
you know, nobody's bad at yoga, nobody's good at yoga. You know, you can think of it as you will. I know this might sound a bit, <laughs> <Say it. laughs> what's the word? I'm trying to think that it's like appropriate, you know, but am I a bit out there, I guess. <clears throat> but just, it's, it's a lifelong practice, which is why I love it because mm. my practice changes every year so much. You know, when I was younger, I was very much into, really into power yoga, very much physical side, didn't really get the spiritual side, wasn't bothered, mm. not interested in that. Yeah, I feel good, but actually I love, you know, I love all these, because it's so much core work, mm. <laughs> so much core. But now I, I, it, it's the whole experience for me, the whole thing. So even if I, I've been to some classes where I've done maybe 10 postures in an hour, but I felt amazing. Mm. You know, I've held them and I've been cued on my breath and, yeah, you, you're never, if you put that pressure on yourself, you're never going to live up to it. You're always going to be annoyed at yourself that you didn't do something. You just need to go in there. How am I feeling today? Okay, I don't have too much energy, but I'm good. So I'm just going to focus on my breath and move in my body. That's mm. it. And what about choosing the right class? Mm. Because the first yeah. class I went to before the class where I walked out yeah. <laughs> was Ashtanga. Oh. <laughs> and the, the teacher basically said, are there any newbies here? And like me and one other person. Yeah. And she all but asked me to leave because she just said, what? it's the wrong class for you. And I, because she wouldn't be able to coach me because I was a beginner. And there were people at some point during the class who were like on one leg holding the other leg up with their arm, you know. So yeah. it, was, it was a kind of a, well, like, this, is, this isn't the right class for you. That makes me shocked okay. and sad <laughs> to hear people say that because everything is, is you know, scalable. So I spent 45 minutes in child's pose. <laughs> Good for you, though. <laughs> Good for you. I've done that before. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm honestly shocked by that. I think that everybody everybody starts somewhere all right and as a teacher as a good teacher you can scan the room you kind of work out you're not singling people out and more often than not these people are far more than capable anyway but it's it's just noticing things so you know all I'd say is if you are a beginner you know try and go in the middle somewhere so you've got people around you mm -hmm. but also so you can see not trying to copy one person but see what it looks like on other people and as soon as you notice that and notice that every single person looks different mm -hmm. then you'll feel instantly more relaxed no two people ever look the same in yoga which is amazing mm -hmm. as well isn't it um, and in terms of styles, I would say, I mean, I teach flow yoga. So obviously it's kind of one movement, one breath. I'm into really creative sequencing. Um, it, it's a passion. I play. What does creative sequencing Well, uh, you're like, oh, well. Um, I, I put together really cool, play in my in my head, they're really <laughs> cool playlists. And to that, I, I will be in my bedroom and I'll just be flowing and I'll see what works. So it's not like, you know, warrior one to warrior two to right. all of it. It's it's how I feel. What's what's a cool flow? What's something different that maybe someone hasn't done before gets their body moving in a different way? Mm. And they're not like difficult. It's just, I'm not saying, you know, jump from a headstand to a crow to this. Mm. It's more just a lunge to this move, maybe moving forwards and back, finding fluidity. I always like to feel like you're moving in water. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, and if you imagine, try and visualize that for yourself in a class. It calms you anyway. But imagine, like, the transition, how you get to the pose is as important as the pose. Take your time to get there, you know, find what feels nice on the map, moving your body in a certain way, and then you're good. Mm. Am I making you feel zen? A you little bit. Zen. You look zen. A little bit. <laughs> well, you do meditations as well because yeah. you have a YouTube channel. I do. <laughs> so you've got, hint, so let's hint. just, yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> Links will be in the show notes, people. No, but um, you teach. Yes. And it's not like you have 
a studio that you teach and you are like a traveling yogi yeah and I know we'll get into like yeah. you teach all ages and I'm all really all ages <laughs> last time I saw you you were talking about like the work you do at schools with quite yeah. young kids which I think yeah. is fascinating oh thank you but then you also have burn strength yoga yes so yeah. tell me the distinction so yo yoga youtube or yoga tube yes is yoga tube <laughs> oh stop yoga tube <laughs> Oh my god, we're just banging them out today, aren't we? Honestly, watch Mike, out, guys. Mike, what, micro wallowing. <laughs> yeah. So, Burn Strength Yoga was born out of. Um, I wanted to create a brand that didn't have my name in it, mm -hmm. um, and it was it was originally based on a mixture of different workouts together in one. So you would get the burn, the strength, and the yoga mm -hmm. for people who are busy, who are time poor. Um, but in the end, it's kind of through its journey, turned into more being about confidence, mm. how you can feel confident and empowered through all of these different tools that you already have inside you um, through the brand. Mm. So such as we do classes that maybe have, it could be I've worked with people before where we did a hit class on yoga that was, uh, you know, took them on this amazing journey. Like the, I, I'm all about music. Mm. The playlist can be everything in a yoga class. Oh, you can really take people on a journey though. Mm. I truly, truly believe that. Um, or yoga and guided meditations. We did events where we were working with um, different brands offering corporate, you know, mm. corporate solutions to they're really stressed or they need to be energized or team building. Um, but it kind of boils down to the fact that everyone has like the burn, the strength on the yoga inside them. So the burn is like your passion. Mm -hmm. The strength is your empowerment. Obviously, yoga is is your feeling, is yourself. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started a YouTube channel a while ago, but I really have started it again this yes, year. Yes, you have, haven't you? Oh, it was on one of my one of my goals, honestly. Nineteen so and nineteen. Nineteen and nineteen. There's a video on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been doing a video every single day in January, and the idea behind it was that you would do whatever that video was that day, whether it's a, a med guided meditation or it's a yoga flow, it's a workout. Um, I've done videos on manifestation, um, which is really, really, if you don't manifest, oh, I'm like obsessed with manifestation. There's a vision board one coming as well. Watch oh, out, spoiler alert. <laughs> that's really interesting. Yes, yeah. And trying to do all of these things in that month. And then the goal was by the end of the month, you'll feel that confident within yourself that you've got all these tools for the rest of the year to Aww. go out with. Yeah. Yeah. I loved your guided meditation yesterday, the outtake Aww. where you were like, stop what you're doing because my washing machine's beeping. <laughs> I know, so zen, ruined the moment. But it's but I'm very real mm. as well, you know. I love all this, but I'm also a real person. I mm. have like breakdowns and real life drama and I'm really clumsy. I could trip over nothing, you know, constantly. But I think, again, I've mentioned this on this podcast before. It's like, if you like yoga, then you are suddenly, you your your identity is yoga. Yeah. You wear Lululemon. Oh. You, you go to work in um, leisure wear. <laughs> You're incredibly limber yeah. and you probably are a vegan. Yeah. Um, and equally, if you're into CrossFit, oh. you know, that's got its whole thing. And yeah. I, the thing I love about you and yoga is when I met you, if someone had said to me, what does she do? I'd be like, <laughs> she's in Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> she's it was my hair that day, wasn't it? <laughs> the last time we hung out, you did. I was like, you look like a Alexis Carrington Colby. <laughs> and I'm here for Which it. Which I absolutely take. <laughs> um 
yeah because because my philosophy was yoga is for everyone mm. you know and if if you if you already again it's that feeling of alienation mm. isn't it you're going to make people feel like they're not good enough yeah. to be in there i am like so approachable i mean any of my clients now are my friends like mm. we and it's just great i get paid to like hang out with people and make them feel good mm. which is like what an amazing job you know I'm, I, I mean, it's an incredible <laughs> job. And I really want to ask you about intuition as well, because I mm. wondered in your training, whether in understanding yourself better mm. and understanding that you could have, as in your words, you can have a direct impact on your mood and how you feel uh-huh. based on what you do physically through yoga mm. and mentally through yoga, whether it's given you a greater understanding of other people. Oh, well, I mean, completely like compassion. Mm. Like I would say my compassion levels have grown. I mean, I don't know if that's because I've got older and I'm not in my 20s or whether that's just, you change obviously as a person as well, don't you? But mm. I think I have seen uh, every type of person ever in a yoga studio and I've met all different types of people, all different walks of life. And, you know, I think that you, we do, you do become more intuitive, but to a person's energy... Yeah, okay. It's And it's really, really interesting because when I first started teaching, I remember everybody, by the way, everyone looks so serious in a yoga class. <laughs> they stare back at you and I'm like, oh my God, they all hate it. <laughs> I'm the worst teacher ever. And then they'll come to me like, that was amazing. I'm like, do you want to tell your face that you thought it was amazing? <laughs> because I'm like traumatized. Um, but obviously they're so into their practice. Now I'm so used to it. It's absolutely fine. But you could pick up on... Um, energy now if somebody comes into the class and I think oh they might be a bit I don't know difficult mm. I, I can I can really really sense it now and you can see it and it's funny I always it's like that gut instinct isn't mm. it and I know and then when somebody leaves or they say something or you hear something and I'm like well I knew I, I just I just knew that is that just in yeah. class or is that in life <clears throat> well it's life isn't it I yeah. think yeah. yeah I think there's something to be said for if you do the work on yourself mm. and you do meditation as well yeah I meditate every day like I can't the thing is that I, again it's this feeling that I, I can like how amazing that you can sit down close your eyes breathe and create that feeling for yourself mm. it's all in there internally you just need to release it what do you think it is that the process of deep breathing and yeah. slowing down essentially absolutely does that makes you because there's no doubt about it like because I'm a nerd um <laughs> I've got a heart rate monitor, uh, not a heart rate monitor, sorry, a blood pressure machine right, at home. Yeah, yeah. So I was writing a feature about blood pressure. And when I was depressed, my blood pressure was really high when I was having anxiety and depression. Yeah. And so I got one of these things because I started getting really worried about it. And now, because I'm a nerd, if I meditate, I'll take my blood pressure before <laughs> No, but that's not, but that, but that's, that's again, that's something that you use to measure it yourself. Mm. So everyone, there's a physical impact, yeah. no doubt about it. Everyone's completely different. Mm. Um, now you've made me want to do that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Quite Come round to mine. We'll do, we'll do tandem yeah. meditation. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you just, it's, you know, I always say my phrase is in meditation, have no expectation. So every day is different for you. Some days I show up on the mat and I cannot get into my breath even. And that's completely normal and that's Mm. absolutely fine. Again, it's that acceptance to be confident in yourself and knowing that this is just a day when it's like this, tomorrow will be fine. But have no expectation. And honestly, try, try guided meditations. Just sit and listen to meditations and then maybe do a few different styles and then see Mm. what really resonated with you Mm. and try and then go down that path a bit more. But even breathing in, doing a body scan, so picturing yourself relaxing 
you know, from your head to your forehead to your eyebrows, mm. picture go down the whole body and notice how you feel yeah. instantly doing that. It's amazing. And it is. The the Dr. Rongan Chatterjee was on and yeah. we were talking about deep breaths, like as if the out of if the out breath is longer than the in breath. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Then there is a mm. absolute chemical mm. reaction within the body and your nervous system chills out, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said it better. <laughs> He's, he, I, I loved that episode, by <laughs> oh, the way. Shout out again. <laughs> he was so good. He was amazing, mm, wasn't he? What yeah. a lovely guy as well. You have the nicest guests. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very blessed with that one because... Yeah. Um, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Just because I was feeling, I think I'd said to you on WhatsApp, like just yeah. privately, socially, I've been feeling a little bit like, yeah, oh, I really want to, uh, 2019 to be this amazing podcast mm. year. And I just hadn't, some things were feeling quite challenging. And then we got into, into the room and I just walked out of the, that room and just went, oh, I've got my mojo back. It, it was just the, the connecting with somebody who was like really into it and like giving great content yeah. and being really open and then having a really nice conversation with him. Yeah. It was just really like, right, now let's Sometimes go Sometimes you more. need just a catalyst, don't you? One yeah. thing and then boom, you're back. It was in there already. You just needed something to unleash it. And that's what I like. We said in there already. That's what I love about burn strength yoga. Yeah. You've got it all in you. You do. I yeah. do want to ask you about fitness yeah. and yoga, actually. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Bit of a segue, but because... Uh, and there's recently there's been this whole famous quote about Gwyneth saying something about um, you only do yoga because I invented not I invented mm. it but something like that but to her she has a point in the sense mm. that I think I wanted to do yoga initially probably about 15 20 years ago mm-hmm. when she started getting papped walking mm. around in yoga gear with a yoga mat looking really long and lean mm-hmm. and I thought yes I absolutely want that. Yeah. And so there was this school of thought that was like, oh, you don't need to go to the gym. You just do yoga. Right. You burn so many calories. And actually, I personally think that's a bit of a nonsense. Yeah. I mean, you, again, like if you do a power yoga class, you will work out. Mm. That and that for me, is a, that is a workout. Mm-hmm. But if you're going... Again, it's like each to their own, isn't it? For me, I wouldn't ever go to yoga for a workout. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I think of it in my mind as something different. Mm-hmm. This is me going for my for my whole self. Mm-hmm. You know, for my mind, my body, and my soul. When I go for a workout, 
I go and work out, mm-hmm. you know, and I really work out. I mean, I'm very lucky because mm-hmm. obviously I teach sometimes in a studio in a gym so I can use the gym and I've got all these access to these great PTs and, and yeah, like I'll work out. And I think it's nice to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think if you're trying to get everything from yoga, you're never going to get everything and you're going to feel like you're failing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go into yoga and know this is just, this is an hour for me for how I'm going to feel when I leave, it's completely different change it mm. and also you know a lot of people regret like not regret <laughs> dread <laughs> god dread their workout mm. so don't start having that association with yoga yeah you know keep that completely separate don't get me wrong if i'm booked into a hit class before i'm thinking oh what am i doing but by the time i leave i feel amazing yeah. you know so keep yoga as something completely separate to that as well and then you won't dread it i feel like i use yoga at the moment in a way to support my workouts yeah because my muscles get tight from running from mm. using the bike from weights oh, of course and so if i and i'm not very good at stretching after sessions because mm. i'm normally like right i've got 60 minutes and then i've got to be out yeah so i use my yoga as to sort of basically do the stretching that's fine though when you try and do that um an amazing tip i would give you and what i do in all of my classes is um to set an affirmation so i always cue an affirmation at the beginning of a class um i am strong or i am powerful mm. i am present i choose to be happy today something Mm. that you need i think it gives you a lot more focus i think when you set an intention or a goal it's too vague Mm -hmm. for a practice and i'll say sit on your mat and breathe and as you breathe in breathe in that affirmation i am Mm -hmm. and then keep doing that so even if you go onto your mat and you stretch after a workout think of an affirmation and for five minutes you're breathing in that affirmation as you're moving and then see how you feel Mm. that is yoga is that the same as a meditation so Mm. um like if I sit down in the morning and mm. I'm like, I'm not going to use an app today, but yeah. I, I can feel that I'm at DEFCON 2 yeah. and I need to get myself down a notch. Yeah. If I just breathe in and out and I'm just like, I am relaxed. Yeah. Does that work? Well, it works for me. <laughs> Honestly, it does. I mean, I would think if you're trying to do that, find a, maybe do the box breath. So if you really, really need to focus, you don't want an app, you're very new to meditation perhaps. So you would breathe in for four, mm-hmm. pause for four, Breathe out for four and pause for four. Dead easy. Mm-hmm. Or three or five or whatever mm-hmm. works for you, but it's all in equal measures. Mm-hmm. And imagine yourself, you, the energy traveling through the body. So again, you breathe in, upwards motion. Pause, it moves across. Breathe out down the other side and pause, oh. it moves across. Like a breath massage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to use that one as well. <laughs> and maybe, you know, I use a lot of visualization in my guided meditation. So maybe it's, as you breathe in, you picture light moving, a white light moving across the body. See how relaxed you feel mm. from that. Visualization and breath techniques are the way that I would go to help people get new into meditation. Meditation's not easy. It can be really intimidating for some people as well, told to just sit there and think of nothing. Well, no, it's not think of nothing, mm. but it's manage what you're thinking about and just try not to bring it into the forefront of your mind. Mm. You know, acknowledge that it's there, exhale, just release it, let it go. Mm. And just try like that, yeah. <clears throat> and which brings me on to, I'm really fascinated about the work that you do in schools. You do work with quite young kids doing <laughs> yoga and <Yes>. meditation. <laughs> and there are so many studies, more so in the US, I yeah. think, that have yeah. shown the positive benefits mm. on particularly meditation or mm. some kind of short yoga practice mm-hmm. within schools, not just on academic performance, mm. but on bullying mm. and um, 
like yeah. self-acceptance and just yeah. like the sort of teething problems that mm. you expect so you do that firsthand do you see it do yeah. you feel it oh yeah I mean this is this makes me smile so much this work um yeah I've been I mean I've been doing this program now since last September so a year oh God, almost a year and a half um, I've taught 4,000 kids so far, which is, oh, wow. I know, which is awesome. I teach 300 in a day. It's quite a lot, actually. You are one of the busiest people ever. Like when, <laughs> when she says, I had an early morning this morning, her alarm went off at oh, 4.45. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. But it because it's my passion, mm. you know, I don't mind. I, I love it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have the odd day where I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I think that's fine. Um, yeah, and I developed this program with a company, a company called Apogo, and we we named it Teach Fit. So we go into a school, and it's called Teach Fit because we don't want to call it yoga, and we don't want to call it meditation because mm. there are connotations with that practice with some parents, some teachers, and some schools, which is just the reality, isn't it? I was quite saddened by that at first, and mm. they were like, "We can't call it yoga in our school," but now I understand why. So. I take them through a physical practice at first, which is so cute. Um, it's like <clears throat> you have like really cute names for all the poses, like monkey pose or like, <laughs> which they all just start doing monkey impressions when you do that. But they're just, the honestly, they're just amazing. And I don't teach in private schools um, because for me, my mission is to, like I say, yoga is for everyone. So you shouldn't just have yoga accessible to you if you're privileged, mm. I believe. So a lot of the schools I teach in are very deprived. Um, kids who would never have the opportunity to go to yoga, never heard of it, mm. and and really need it. Like a lot of them are living in poverty, um, which in London, you know, is, is rife, mm. but it's crazy to really think about. So I give them these tools that without them really knowing are, are coping mechanisms for them from the age of four. Mm. A lot of the breath, breathing in, breathing out. We stand really tall. We breathe in as hard as we can. We breathe out. I call it like, let me hear your yoga breath. And then at the end, we have a relaxate. We call it the relaxation section, um, which is obviously kind of like the meditation bit. Mm. And I get them to breathe in and lift their arms up and breathe out. So they're associating again the breath with the movement, mm. maybe lift their legs. And then I say, okay, we're going to have our minute of relaxation. You have to try and lay really, really still, really quiet for one minute, basically like their shavasana. Mm. And they do. And when you see like four-year-olds silent, laying down, I mean, <laughs> it makes me emotional because <laughs> they're so cute, honestly. Um, but it's incredible. And I had teachers feeding back saying how communication's changed, which is massive. Um, there was one school that's really, really quite a bad bullying problem mm. and lots of their older siblings are um being recruited into gangs like ga like i know like kids mm. as young as eight dealing with gang culture which is um crazy um but they're talking to the teachers about it which right. they weren't doing before which is like phenomenal and mm. um, one of the schools have started a yoga club now it's yeah it's it's that hopefully will be like my legacy of like work and they're attributing that to including this practice in their yeah. school schedule yeah i mean oh. my my ideal goal one day is that it's on the curriculum mm. and that it's you, and I, I, it needs to be mm. you know men uh, they say around 75 percent of mental health problems are developed by the age of 14 
So if you get in early, get them when they're four years old, provide them with coping mechanisms, maybe that'll change. It's, it's interesting that you use the expression coping mechanisms yeah. because that's something in my own mental health right. I felt like I didn't have. Yeah. And so I've had to like scrabble. It's like yeah. you're getting to the exam room and realising you haven't revised. So I'm like going through the textbook yeah. manically. Um, so it's interesting that you call it that. And yeah. how does yoga meditation, how, like... Yeah. How does it create that toolkit? Yeah. So I tell them, um, would you mean specific with the kids or in general? I think in general, actually. Yeah. Breathing is every time you take a big breath in is what I always say to people. How do you feel when you breathe in and then you open your mouth and you exhale and you push all that breath out and you let everything go? Your body's completely empty. Breathing in again energizes you. It is all in the breath and the mindset. So when I teach the kids, for example, when we go into the relaxation section, when I try to get them to sit up, oh, they're like all like floppy and like, I can't move. I'm like, how relaxed do you feel now? Yes, yeah, so like, if you feel like you need to sleep, you can't sleep or you feel stressed, this is what you do. You know, and it's the same, it's the same with adults. And I always cue at the end, like take a moment, you know, when you're coming out of Shavasana, often in classes, you're kind of bumbled out, aren't yeah. you? Okay, we move. I like to have a good five minutes where mm. you're like, this feeling that you have now, you've created for yourself. Mm. Nobody's moved you. You've been laying still. That is within you to do that. Focus on your breath. And again, even if it's breath movement, so inhale from your feet to the top of your head and then exhale back down and notice that like that calming wave through the body. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is is that you can do that you can do that anywhere. You can do it on yeah. a packed commuter train. Oh, of course you can. <laughs> I mean, people might look at you, but whatever, they look at you anyway. Wouldn't that be interesting instead of <laughs> instead of please stand clear of the door if it was take a deep breath in. Yeah. That's something to work on, isn't it? Like, I need to write that down actually, TFL. Um. <laughs> Transport for London that is for our international. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Get onto the mayor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yoga on buses. It's a genius idea, though, actually, keeping everybody calm. Actually, they should play out meditations. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you listened to the Wrong and Chatterjee episode, so you know yeah. this. Yeah. He'd spent years in medical school with <laughs> me to just call him Wrong and Dr. Wrong and Chatterjee. Um, and he talked about micro stressors. Mm. And in the recording of that episode, I had a massive light bulb moment. Yeah. And it really, I just went back to the times in my life when I felt really stressed, mm. like in jobs. Mm. And I realized. I was never coming back down off the off my very agitated level. I was constantly stressed. So then when I'd go back into work the next day and something else would happen, my reactions would be completely unreasonable mm. and too much. And it was because I was not resetting myself. And I yeah. was my micro stressors weren't just stressing me out and stimulating me to be stressed. Yeah. They were part they were part of me. They were like building blocks that uh -huh. were permanent. Uh-huh. And so I, it just made me think about how can, is there a way <laughs> to unstress people? During the class or in general in or life, at home? I, it, generally in life, because I just Ooh, think. That is, I mean, that is, that's the ultimate <clears throat> question, isn't it? Well, if you think about, I mean, if anyone who's listening to this podcast has ever traveled during rush hour, yeah, well, be it a car or public yeah. transport, there is an energy mm. that mm. is quite, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't want to say negative, but it's it's a big mm -hmm. energy like fighting, not fights, but you, people are stressed, people are tense, they don't want to mm -hmm. be looked at, they don't mm -hmm. want to be touched, they are on the defensive, and it's quite a it's quite a high defense mechanism to I have, know what you mean. like yeah. first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes down to how you set your day up in the morning. Mm -hmm. So again, m finding some movement. I mean, this might be for some people, might not, but like 
gratitude. Mm. So like something in the day, like I am grateful today. Like even I'm grateful for my commute. Yes, I have to get on the London Underground, but I'm across London in half an hour. How amazing mm. is that? Mm. You know, imagine it's like, it's just crazy, isn't it? This infrastructure that we have that makes it so easy for us. Mm. Or an affirmation, like I am going to have a good day today and nobody is going to ruin that. Yeah. And honestly, I, I mean, I use this stuff every day because you know, there's people in your life who can trigger you really easily mm-hmm. and very, very easily. And I am quite sensitive and mm-hmm. I can be triggered. And But I always come back to that, like, I choose to be happy today and nobody's going to change that. Yeah, you're delayed again, the train, that's fine. You've just sat in my seat, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think it truly, truly comes down to your mindset. Yeah. If you allow, your, if you allow yourself to be kind of you know triggered by all of these things and let them build up by 9am you are so stressed Mm. but it's very difficult to come down from there yeah your cortisol levels are going through the roof which is we all know is unhealthy Mm. so thinking about that what it's doing to your your body on the inside the chemical reaction that you're having breathing again deep breath Mm. slow yourself down go to the bathroom say you get to work and you've had a really bad commute Go in the bathroom and take 10 breaths. Put one hand on your stomach, one hand on your heart. It's so comforting. And make sure as you breathe, you're breathing into your chest and your belly. So your hands are like rising mm. and falling. And then you'll feel so much more calm. Mm. I used to really struggle. I'm, I don't know if anyone else listening feels this way. But you, you talked about, oh, you've just sat in my seat or you've just oh, sat yeah. in the other. And so I used to have this thing of I'm a pushover. I'm letting people get one <gasps> over on me. Oh. And I, I used to, sometimes people might say, just let it go. But yeah. I cannot. I will not. I cannot. Yeah. And actually, it's that it is that thing, isn't it, of going that seat's not important to me mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Oh, in the grand scheme of things. But everyone's the same. Like we're all like that, though, aren't we? Sometimes, like. Yeah, it's just that. Find. Do you not find there's this massive contradiction of be present, live in the moment, but then also taking everything in the moment too seriously? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially in my industry. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think that again, that is that. That's an amazing way to live your life, Mm. but maybe it's not that natural for a lot of people, Mm. you know, to live just in the present, to not worry about the future and not dwell on the past. I don't really know many people like that. And I think that it's completely normal. And I think no matter how small or big a problem is, it's relative to you. Mm. So, you know, that might be a a small, tiny problem to someone else, but that might be a massive problem to you. And that's fine. Mm. Finding your way that you can deal with your problems. I mean, write them down as well write them down and then look at them in two hours time and you might think what was I thinking Mm. when I wrote that you never know or if it stayed in your mind it's a problem then you need to find a way to deal with it there's a solution to every problem isn't Mm. there so just know when it's just know when it's you know if it's small in the grand scheme of things or if it's big in the small scheme of you Mm. Mm, that's a lovely way of putting it isn't it I know it just came to me (laughs) (laughs) I'll write that down when I listen back I don't know if I'll be able to listen to my own voice you will you'll be fine you'll be fine (laughs) you'll you'll dip your toe in and then you'll listen to the whole thing and you're like oh my god um talk to me about manifestation oh this is my jam Honestly, manifestation. manifestation. <laughs> okay, let me tell you, I really want a husky puppy. I know you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, this this week I've been like, okay, this year I'm going to get a husky. Like it's going to happen. So on my vision board are two pictures of huskies. Um, I've got one in summer and one in the winter because I don't know what time of year it's going to happen. So that's absolutely fine. <laughs> it's just 
completely like doesn't make sense but in my brain it does mm. it's because i'm a pisces I, like i'm all over the place uh, yeah it makes okay. sense now doesn't it well i, I <laughs> don't really know a great deal about pisces but that's <laughs> fluid isn't yeah, it yeah yeah and you know can't, they're a bit here a bit there mm. a bit all over the place mm. like yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> so my vision board is probably like, is that in her mind? Um, but for example, you know, that is a really silly example, but I want these huskies. I wore all week. I've seen huskies everywhere. And I that hasn't happened to me until I've put them up on the vision board. If you it like it's it's basically it's the law of attraction. Mm. So if you start to think about what you really want, okay, I maybe I want to go and live on a beach in Jamaica and open a bar amazing if you do by the way I'll come with you it sounds incredible but you need to start to think about how you can get there and making really small small tiny steps Mm. what can you change in your life now so right now you live in London in a corporate job and that's what you want to do they couldn't be more different Mm. but there is a way for you to get there so for example you know putting up pictures on your vision board of the beach that you want to be be quite specific you know what do you want the bar to look like what kind of inspiration have you had okay so if you want to go and open a bar, you need to do a bit of research. So start to go around to those places. Maybe you find a really cool rum bar that you want to hang out at. Maybe you meet some people who are saying, actually, we're looking for someone to work on our team to do this part-time, or maybe you can come and contract with us for a while. Oh, I know someone who lives in Jamaica, actually. I should put you in touch. Oh, you should go and visit that person. You end up going out there and spending two weeks there. You meet someone who knows someone. Mm. As soon as you start on the path, that's a really specific example. But you know what I mean? You have to put yourself... And picture yourself in that long-term goal, but also how you can get there and change the steps. Mm. So, for example, for me, I didn't do manifestation then. But when I was at Stylist, so becoming a yoga teacher, again, was completely different. Mm. But I started to go to more yoga classes. I met more people. They introduced me to different people. I found the teacher that I wanted to train with through somebody else at the school. I got in touch with them. I met somebody else who'd done the training at Hawaii through another person. You know, after a while, Mm. all these small things add up to your league goal. Mm. It's so, so powerful. So noticing what in your life is not matching up with your long-term goal and then taking small steps to change it and then just see what happens. That's such a good point. And like bar in Jamaica, I know exactly what you mean, (laughs) but you did. But because you're completely correct. If you stop, it is that thing of if you start talking. Yeah about it but also follow up the talking with changing your actions ever so slightly yeah absolutely like I have this thing where I want to go and live in France again I lived I was really lucky to live in Val d'Isere for two months and skied every day I know it was great um (laughs) but I really really want to get back and be able to live there just for a few months maybe take a few months obviously I'm self-employed so Mm. you know so you have that flexibility I can work from there and do whatever so I've started learning French again yeah and like what why not because I learned it at school like why not do that again now so and you never know who I'm gonna meet what opportunity might come up if you don't start taking the small steps then you're not gonna get there and also Bradley Cooper speaks French yeah I know well perfect (laughs) all the more reason (laughs) so yeah it's um it's 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 powerful and I think you know what even if you do start to manifest and nothing comes of it you're in no worse situation yeah, and I do think as well with manifestation, it just kind of triggered a thought mm. in my head of, I always used to think, I want to, for example, at the moment, I'm really obsessed about wanting to go and spend some time in southern Italy in a villa. Oh, lovely. Because Please watched, do that. Because I've watched Call Me By Your Name and it just looks really <laughs> goddamn idyllic. Okay, so that's in my head. And in the past, I would have always assumed, well, that's going to come down to one thing and one thing only, and that is money. 
that is going to be about mm-hmm. whether you can afford mm. to get that Airbnb for that period of time. But it's interesting what you say about that. Actually, yes, ultimately, you will have to finance that. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's not the only mm-hmm. key that you have to put in. the. It's not the only lock that you mm-hmm. need to get a key to. You can, like, putting it out there, talking about it. Somebody might have a place in yeah. southern Italy. I tweeted yeah. about it last night and uh, somebody tweeted back saying they had a... Uh, a family home there and they get went went and spend holiday there. I'm not suggesting that there that means that I would go and stay there. <laughs> and, but I, what I'm saying is is that it's exactly what you're saying. If you mm-hmm. put it out there, somebody might come back with a bit of information mm-hmm. that mo- that allows mm-hmm. you to move towards mm-hmm. what your goal is. Absolutely. You should do some Italian classes then. <laughs> you should. I should. I fear but Italian because it's such a complicated, it's one of the more complicated. Well, yeah. But I, I'm excited for this. I, yeah. I could feel it. And also just eat Italian food all the time. Perfect. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know. The struggle. When you come with the me pasta and, do, struggle. and do power yoga with Absolutely. me every single day. <laughs> power yoga and pasta, that could be a spin-off. <laughs> but it's even, I had this big thing last year that I wanted to go to Vegas for my birthday. Mm. Big, big thing. Right. And in the end, Vegas didn't happen. But LA did. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was a real chicken and then Nadine Baggett called me and she said right I'm on the phone with you now go on to the BA website go on see what flights are available <laughs> <laughs> because she knows I'm really bad at, at yeah. doing doing that sort of thing because I do think it's a one step move it is and listening to what you're saying though actually if you sort of set all the foundations in place in your head yeah it makes that step uh-huh. far less terrifying absolutely it's like one small step at a time Mm. and we all have things that we struggle with and we're working through and things go wrong you know you might take the wrong step or the wrong path and Mm. it sets you back and that is normal but also it's exciting if you've got everything you wanted in life so easily well where's the challenge Mm. believe me like you know we all know self-employed life is a challenge Mm. isn't it in itself and it's different and I spend a lot of time by myself yeah me too (laughs) talk to myself (laughs) full-blown conversations now and that is you know that's the norm so Mm -hmm. but I think that knowing that you have a goal and whatever your goal is is your goal there's no right or wrong answer for that Mm. and just start taking a small even it's even if it's a hundred steps to get there well if you start a step one automatically they're just going to start to flow Mm. be open to it be receptive as well be open to meeting new people and you know putting yourself in situations and that can be difficult for a lot of people as you say you know even booking the flight you were that's a big step isn't it are you going away by yourself and putting yourself out there Mm. but you did it yeah and you had a great time had an awesome time spent a week hanging out with Lindsay Kelk and then we went to Palm Springs oh lovely the funniest thing weirdest thing about it was I was um one of her friends, it was his birthday, so that's why we went to Palm Springs. Yeah. One of his friends was there, and I, we'd had a couple of cocktails. <laughs> and I was trying to say to her, um, so you're from America, so you were born in America, because he's Australian, and yeah. I met them together. And it came out as me saying, so you're Native American. <laughs> 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 And obviously, well, she's not. And so <laughs> Lindsay was like, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And I said, oh, my mother wishes I met I met somebody uh, Native American because she was obsessed with this guy. Well, she wasn't obsessed. I'm sorry, mother, if you're listening to this. She <laughs> we was really um, taken by this guy, this actor called Greg Rainwater. Right. When I was growing Great up, name. he was in a program um, called The Young Riders mm. with Josh Brolin and Stephen, Stephen Baldwin. And we we used to be obsessed with it and watch it religiously. <laughs> 
And I just, it literally fell out of my mouth. Oh my goodness, my mother would love it. And she'd love me to meet Greg Rainwater. And Kevin just went, I know him. <gasps> stop. I'm friends with him. You see, this is, <laughs> oh, stop. So it's just the funniest, weirdest little wow. thing. That's the universe. I didn't manifest Greg Rainwater. Yeah, I was going to say, did he appear? <laughs> no, no, just the association enough. That's but, crazy. but yeah, but it put me into a situation. Yeah, going away, traveling, yeah. meeting Kevin, especially, he was awesome, yeah. like spending time with Lindsay. But I do, I think one can feel as though the life that you're currently living is all that there is. Oh yeah, that's normal. That's completely normal though. Mm. And you know, there's no there's no right answer for anything either. Don't don't think that I'm encouraging you to leave your job and yeah. do this. You know, everyone's different and there are hard days no matter what you're doing, but you have a choice of how you react to those. Mm. So that's if if I can give one piece of advice, that is it. That's you know, choose choose a yoga class or choose to Sit in, maybe sitting in silence by yourself and breathing, maybe mm. having all the lights off and laying down and having a moment, maybe setting a timer to let yourself have a cry or whatever it is you need. All of those things are completely fine. Mm. And eventually you will grow and you will learn from all of them and you're on your right path, whatever yeah. that is. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. And obviously everyone has got bills to pay and we can't all oh my give up our jobs and go and live like a Hollywood life. Or like a Hollywood ideal I wish. life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I like the way that you come at it, which is, but a small decision today will move yeah. you closer to where you want want to be. Yeah. And if you don't want to be where you are right now, yeah. But th- there are ways of sort of changing yeah. your mind, changing your how you look at things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you f- go, go to a yoga class, like if you're st- you know you're starting to think that you want to make a small change. And you're feeling, I don't know, like nervous about that. Even if it's some, even if it's something really, really personal mm. to you. Nine times out of ten, everyone you meet in a yoga class is a truly kind, amazing person as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some that <laughs> are, are not the evil yogis, um, but you're going to be associating yourself and creating a new social circle that is mm. so positive, that is so empowering, uplifting. You know, I have clients who are they're all friends of each other. They're gorgeous. They they have like their own groups, and it's they're honestly mm. all just stemmed from going to a yoga class. You know, nine times out of ten, when you're meeting these amazing people, you, you're going to start to gravitate towards more of that behavior, yeah. which will then impact your life as well. What about, um, because I've talked about her a lot on this podcast, mm. I really love yoga with Adrian. Oh, stop. But again, I love her. That's a very private thing. I'm not yeah. expanding my social circle. Yeah. Although I do get lots of likes on Twitter if I say, <laughs> I've just done a yoga video <laughs> with Adrian, especially if she retweets it. Oh. Um, but, but. It, it doesn't mean you're getting any less benefit from the practice, mm. does it? Does it? No, but don't you feel like she's your friend and you're practicing with a friend oh, in a weird 100%. way? Yeah, so it's different, isn't it? I mean, I've only just started putting yoga videos up, mm. but it's that vibe of I want to do it in a living room, so it's not intimidating. Mm. So it's not look at this gorgeous studio I'm in and you're not. And it's just you're just hanging out with your friend. But then you've got that feeling. But would that feeling not give you confidence to then maybe go to a class? Yeah, it well, I, I, mm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not very, I don't feel very confident doing yoga in a room full of other people. Okay. Just physically. Yeah. I don't feel like I wear the right gear. Oh, I'm not very flexible. Like that. No, I know, but I'm, oh. hopefully I'm not just speaking for myself. Absolutely I hope there's not. a listener no. here who like, no. I get you, Emma, I see you, you yeah. are seen, 
I don't go to yoga either. Yeah. I'm fine in the gym, but again, it's very private pursuit. I mm. treadmill. You yes. know, I don't work yeah, yeah, out yeah. in classes. <clears throat> so, but I do feel like I get the benefit from doing yoga with a video, mm. definitely. Mm. Um, and because it is quite in your own head, I guess I, if I have gone to yoga class, I've walked in, nodded, and walked out, nodded, <laughs> and haven't really picked anyone up along the way. That's yeah. sad, really, when I say it out loud. It is, it, it's not, again, it's, for you, obviously, then, that's really out of your comfort zone. Mm. So that's a massive thing for you to even go to that. So you're probably going in there concentrating, right, I just need to get through this class, and then I just want to leave and go home. So I wouldn't really expect anything different. Mm. But I would say once you've been one to go back, and just, if you really like that teacher, keep going, talk to the teacher. The teacher will make you feel more comfortable. Like, I feel like I've taken, like, so many people under my wing, you know? And, like, we've now got this, like, whole, I've got this group of, like, blokes, bless them, <laughs> proper blokes as well, who do weightlifting, and then they come to meditation, you know? And how amazing is that? Mm. Like, imagine that even a year ago. That wouldn't be happening. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I love, I love the way the industry's going. It's just so, in it's so inclusive. Yeah, there's a lot of connectivity. Uh, massively. Mm. And remember as well, you know, you've done yoga, you've been to yoga classes. Mm. There's somebody probably in that class that that's their first ever one. Mm. So, you know, don't ever, don't feel, please don't feel like that. No, I must, I must get over come myself. Come to my, come and see me. I'm coming me. to your classes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> and also, and we are at the end of our time together, which oh. is very sad, but, um, Obviously, listeners can actually go and find you. Yes. They can find your YouTube videos where yeah. you have your manifestation, you have a meditation. Yeah. You also have yoga videos. Yeah. And you also have the Confidence Club, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've kind of dubbed, like, BSY, Burn Strength Yoga BSY, because people were writing to me, telling me how much the workouts were changing how they were feeling. And I was just like, God, that wasn't really in my mm. in my mind at the time. Um, but yeah, the idea behind it is that we're all on this confidence journey together. And it's not about it's not about that PMA message. It's about taking these tiny small steps. So it's like a small video a day that I did for January. Um, to making yourself more confident and accepting how you are every day mm. and then going from there. Every day is a small win. Even if you just do one thing that day that's made a slight difference, then that's a win. Yeah. That's amazing. I suppose mm -hmm. as well, it's just made me think that yoga and meditation, and the two very much go hand in hand, yeah. is about um, understanding you through your own eyes. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of the time we can understand ourselves through the eyes of others, especially in the age of social media. Absolutely. I, I, I take, please anyone who follows yoga accounts or sees it and thinks I can't do that please take it all with a pinch of salt mm. you know I really struggle with what to post on social media a lot because if I don't post yoga poses then I as sad as it is you lose engagement you mm. lose following but if I do all the time I isolate people mm. and if I'm posting something that is that really yoga if I'm stood posing for a picture is it do you know what I mean? Mm, I exactly it's a real struggle. Yeah. So please take it all with a pinch of salt. Nine times out of ten, if I've posted a yoga picture, I am laughing either side of it because I think <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, so yeah, don't 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 go about that. Find some inspiration, obviously, which you do. And I mm. I follow someone. I think, oh wow, that's amazing. That's mm. a really cool idea. But I mean, that's as far as it goes. But I've spoken to people who are yoga teachers in the past mm. who have said to me, if you're in child's pose for 
for however long for mm-hmm. a long period of time but your breathing is on point yeah that is so much better than being in a shoulder stand and doing it all wrong oh absolutely you're uh, getting so you're you're getting the benefits absolutely that's well that's what i said that mm. you know if you lay in if you lay down for the whole class and you breathe mm. when i cue you and i cue you every single breath that's amazing mm. that's hard that's hard to stay with that your mind will wander and you'll some people i see them they panic during the class oh am i doing it right and their breath is short and i'm just just breathe in, just mm. breathe out, don't worry about it. I feel as well that there's like, we're all very active, we're all busy, yeah. we're all on the treadmill, the life treadmill. And then we <laughs> yeah. go to something like yoga and someone puts you in a shavasana and you fall asleep. Yeah. And yoga sits in that, the headspace and physical yeah. space between that, doesn't it? Which actually is a really nice, yeah, comforting place. It's like self-love, yeah. I think. Obviously there's so much self-love movement at the minute, isn't there? And I think that this could be, think, think of it as, as that part of your life rather yeah. than the, your workout or and think about what that's doing for your whole your whole physical mm. mental emotional being yeah it's a, ni- it's a nice way i know oh we could chat about this all day i, know, I really i really <laughs> could pick your brains because it's something <laughs> you must i so desperately want to do more and know i and need to figure out the reasons yeah. why i'm not doing it and then start doing it so start to figure that out. So notice when you put your mat out, maybe how you feel right down before mm. you start or even just getting the mat out, how it was, and start start to tap into what emotion it is mm. and then try and find a solution for that. Yeah. There's always a solution for things, but just be really kind to yourself. Like some days it is just not there for you and that is absolutely fine. Now, I meditate every day now, but I didn't use that yeah. again. It's a lot of practice to be able to get to meditate every day. Um, and that took me years. Do you do it at the same time every day or just when no, you can fit it in? No, just when I can fit I don't put that much. Again, because I think if you do that, it's too much pressure for yourself. Right. I think then it's nice to build it in as a habit and a routine. But if you travel a lot or mm. you are like, I work, I guess, I Crazy guess. Crazy hours. Split shifts. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah. So for some, I mean, I can't get up at 4.45 and meditate before I teach. I, can, <laughs> I have like 10 coffees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, But then afterwards I will, yeah. you know, which is kind of cool as well. So... Yeah. Cool. Right. So I'm going to put all the links to your social media. Yes, thank you. To Burn Strength Yoga. And yes. I do encourage you to um, look at some of your videos, all of them. Yeah. But um, you do have a very, I'm sure listeners have heard it. You do have a very calming voice. Aww. And you, even here, you've got me into close to the zone. <laughs> I've had Aww. to try and keep my eye on the, <laughs> the <laughs> task been, at hand. She's been great with it. You've got a clipboard and everything, which I love, actually. I do <laughs> have a clipboard. I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Makes me feel important. You are. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for that. I'd love that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, listeners, obviously, if you have any questions, you know what to do. Um, send me an email, slide into my DMs, and uh, well, we'll get back to you. But thank you for now, Kirsty Rayner. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, before you leave me, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for tuning into that episode. I do hope that you enjoyed it. If there's anything from the show that you want to talk about in greater detail, why not join the closed Facebook group? Just click the link in the show notes that you can find wherever you are downloading and streaming this episode. Click that link and you'll be a member of the group. Or you can always email me if you want to send me a more direct message. I am uh, thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. And you can also slide into my DMs on social media where I am at Emma Guns. I'm not exaggerating when I say that hearing from you is the highlight of my day. So why not get involved? Thank you again for listening and I will see you on the next one.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.